0: Hey guys, it's Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's unedited podcast, episode twenty-four. Um, gonna get into start of it here. We're gonna talk a little Kobe, uh, podcast number twenty-four. So honor the legend. Get into a little confidence level, uh, segment. A little NBA talk, overreaction or not. a Little soccer, other news from around the world. We've got about six different topics to you know discuss what's going on, and then NFL will be a big one because we're gonna do. Top five coaches on the hot seat heading into the heading into the new season. And then my top five best players in the draft at each position, offense edition. Next Friday will be defensive um, as we're getting closer and closer. I believe we're three weeks out now from the draft. Uh, can't wait. Love the draft. So obviously my final mock draft will be coming in a few weeks on what I think will happen. See if any more trades happen right now. Atlanta's shopping. We'll get into that here in a bit. But, you know, Kobe... Um, never my favorite player. You know, I I I always, I never, like, I never disliked Kobe, but he he was just, you know, he's a great player, but he was never one of my favorites. I never really followed him when I was younger. I mean, I definitely remember probably the best moment of watching Kobe was his last game. I mean, uh, 60 points, um, goes out on top, you know, leads him to a comeback win. They were down. He scores... 60. Uh, it was incredible. it still gives me chills thinking about that game to this day. Um you know, like I said, five time NBA champion. You know, he's one of the best ever, in my opinion. Definitely you would die. I think you definitely have to put him in the top five. I have him at three personally. Um he's an all time great, he's a legend, and you know sad you know, his second part of his career was just getting started. You know, the you know, the short film that he had that won won an award great coach building up that you know uh mamba uh basketball uh team he had his his daughter was phenomenal he was building up that thing they were gonna it was i think it was i hope it still goes somewhere i know they're still keeping it afloat but it's not the same without Kobe, of course um you know yeah it's it's still crazy to think that you know it's been a little over a year since he you know, had the fatal accident, and it's crazy. Uh, but he had a hell of a career. One, like I said, one of the greatest ever. I, still, I'm getting chills talking about that 60-point game right now. I don't, you know, like I said, I wasn't a huge Kobe fan, but I watched that game live, and even as not a huge Kobe fan, unbelievable, you know, to go out like that. Uh, it was incredible to watch. Still probably one of the best best sports moments I've ever watched, for sure. Um, but, yeah, RIP to the legend, the Mamba. Legend forever, for sure. So this uh, episode 24, in his name. So now we're going to get into confidence level. So I'm going to, you know, I just looked up a couple things. I looked up some things of what people are saying, you know, and then I said, let's put this into a segment of where I rate the confidence level um, on these certain topics. Uh, One fight thing in here. Obviously, we do in May on Tuesdays and combat sports on Tuesdays, but I have one fight thing in here. John Jones will be Francis Ngannou's next fight. So, confidence level one to ten on how confident am I that's going to happen? I gave it a two. I don't. They may fight at some point. I do not think it'll be the next fight. I think Ngannou, yeah, he wants that fight bad, but I think when he realizes that it's you know it's not going to get fixed soon, he's going to be like, all right, let me just fight then. Let me have one more fight then before and see if you guys can still keep getting it, you know, negotiated. You know, so I think Derek Lewis will be next for Ngannou. And yeah, that's why I put it as a two on my uh confidence level that it happens next. Uh Royals will make the playoffs. Good start for the Royals. Um here, let's uh. They've had a really good start. I know they're three and one. I haven't, I haven't really checked. I've been paying more uh attention to baseball this year because i have gotten to fantasy baseball with a bunch of friends, so I do pay more attention. Um okay, so Lost a couple, right? They're second in the AL Central, looks like. Um, they're a lot better than they were last year, that's for sure. They're going to be there to compete. Uh, right now, they're 3-3, three and three, second in the AL Central. They've lost a couple in a row. they got the White Sox tomorrow. Um, lost they, they lost to the Indians 4-2, White Sox 6-0. So looking to get back on track against the White Sox uh, tomorrow. Um, I actually am going to say, I put it at a five, which in, really in baseball terms, you can't really put anything like over five or six in my opinion, because baseball's so crazy. You don't know. You really don't know. Yeah. The Dodgers are stacked. The Dodgers could just have, go into a funk and miss the playoffs. You never know. Now they're probably gonna make the playoffs, but in baseball, it's crazy. Runs happen. It doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not like in a, it's not like in the NBA where star, like stars do matter, but not as much as it does in the NBA, you know? Look at the Royals when they went, when they went on their run. It was all their guys bringing up to the farm system. Yeah, they had a good, good couple pickups, and they still had Gordon. But, you know, I'll give it a 5. I'm going to i I'm gonna say I'm, I'm going to go out and let them say 5. I do think they'll make the playoffs, but I can't be as confident on it because it is baseball. You never know. They could just end up being the worst team in baseball at the end of the year. So I'm going to say 5. Dodgers will go back-to-back back is the next one. Again, I don't think you can put anything over a 5 or a 6 in baseball. I'm going 4 which I think is pretty strong talking back-to-back in baseball. That's really strong. Dodgers are good. They're stacked. Um, They're deep. I really like the Dodgers. So I'm going to go a four, which, you know, most scenarios I'd probably go lower, but they're so good I'm going to go four. Uh, Suns will win the West. I see the Suns as probably the third-best team in the West in my opinion. Um, I give it a one uh, because that's just me being honest. I don't think they're, you know— so I think the how the playoffs going to it's going to end up going one Jazz, two Suns, or well two three Suns Clippers, Lakers Nuggets four five. So they're going to have to see the Clippers in round two, and as a two, they're probably they're going they're going to get a good favorable match if they're the two. Now if you're the three, a little tougher because then you got to beat Portland in round one instead of playing a Dallas, you know a San Antonio, a Memphis, a Golden State. Uh, somebody like that. You'd rather play that, be the two, and play one of those play-in teams, the teams that had to play to get in, instead of being the three, then you got to play Portland. That's a tougher matchup. I do think they'd win that series. I think it would go six or seven, though. Um, you want to be the two if you're the Suns. You wanna, if you want to give yourself the best chance at winning the West, I'd want to be the two. I would not want to be the one, really, either, because then you got to play the Lakers in round two. Um, I'd rather play the Clippers than the Lakers in round two. Uh, that's the thing that sucks for the Jazz. They're going to probably see the Clippers or the Lakers in round two. That sucks. You know, Lakers, more difficult path this year, but I like it. No, no oh my God, such an easy path for LeBron. Really? Probably going to have to go Denver, LA, Utah, Brooklyn to win a title this year. Um, I think that's a pretty tough path. You know? So I'm going to go one on the Suns because I don't think they'll beat the clippers or the Lakers. I really don't. and they could see the clippers and the, if they get, even if they get past the clippers in the conference semis, I don't think they beat the Lakers in the conference finals. So I will go a one on my confidence level that they will win the West. Celtics will get to round two. Okay, so let's pull up. Um, any they could get hot again? I, I just really don't like. I really don't like the Celtics. They, like, Dwayne Wade's said the best. They don't have an identity. Okay, well, I don't care about last year. My Lord. Okay, so right now they're at a seven. I think the Miami Heat will end up finishing fourth. I think they'll end up jumping Atlanta and Charlotte, which would be, you could see Brooklyn, Miami, round two. That'd be phenomenal. So let's say, okay, Boston's at seven. The high, If I was Boston... I don't know who I'd rather play between Miami and Milwaukee. Milwaukee doesn't play good in the playoffs. Now, I know they have Drew Holiday now, but I just don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think Giannis is going to take over this. I don't think Giannis can take over in the playoffs. So right now you're sitting at a seven, so you're at the play-in. You're only a game back from Atlanta, Charlotte, and Miami. I'd have, I have to say that Boston's going to finish in the top six, though. I, I would hope they finish top six. So they're either going to play Miami, Milwaukee, or the Philadelphia 76ers in round one. I don't like that at all for them. I think Milwaukee is their best matchup, though, in my honest opinion. I really do. Um, Wow, I had it at a three. I'm going to jump that down. I'm going to say a two. I'm gonna give I'm gonna say Boston, I will give them a confidence level of two to get to round two. Because I think even if so they end up at six if they end up at five, six or seven, or even eight, that means you're playing the top. So you're playing either Miami, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Philly. Well, I think their best matchup would definitely be Milwaukee. I don't like the Philly matchup at all. Don't like Miami. Miami plays too hard and too physical for them. I think I think Milwaukee's their best chance at definitely extending a series. If they played the Nets, the Sixers, or the Heat, it'd be sweep or five. If it's Milwaukee, I could see them get to a game seven, maybe winning the series. I'm going to say a two, though. I don't think they even beat Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee would beat them still. I just think it's their best matchup. Unbelievable. I don't know what they do after this year. This could be Brad Stevens last year. It easily could be. We'll see what happens. But uh, it could be his last year, and you may have to break up Tatum and Brown. You may just say, hey, this doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work. Kimba's probably going to be gone, but who's going to trade for that $30 million? I just think it hasn't worked. It doesn't work, and sometimes you have to look at it and you have to look at yourself in the mirror as the owner of the Boston Celtics or the GM and say, hey, it just doesn't work. We've got to do something different, and that's okay. It happens. People mess up. Lakers will reach the NBA Finals. The uh, the West, is, the West uh, It's always going to be tougher this year for the, them because being a 4 or a 5 probably, you're going to have to play Denver round one. Then you're probably going to have to play – you're going to think i play the Clippers or the Suns in round two, and then, or no, then you have to play Utah in round two, and then the Clippers are the Suns in the Conference Finals. Tougher path. I just don't see when they get back, because, and here's the good news for Lakers fans, because I think Lakers fans are worried, man, what if LeBron only comes back like a couple days before the regular season ends? Well, good news. He's going to be back about two and a half weeks now. The rumor is two and a half weeks before uh, the regular season ends. So you're going to get two and a half weeks for them to gel, and LeBron teams gel very fast. Everyone knows this. LeBron's been thrown together with some teams before and it's geled quickly joke quickly. It'll gel very fast. And that defensive lineup, that defensive lineup they're gonna have. Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, A D, and Drummond is your starting five. Good luck scoring down low. Schroeder's made one of the best on ball defenders, the point guard in the NBA. LeBron was top five uh defense player of the year rankings before the injury. Defensive efficiency, he was like number one or two. Yeah, I see the Lakers. I give it a ten. They'll reach the, They'll reach it. They, obviously, the tough matchup will be Brooklyn because they're so the big three is so nasty. Yeah, I see. I give it a ten. I'm so confident. I'll give it a ten. The Lakers reach the NBA Finals. Jaguars win seven or more games. Hmm. This one's interesting. I thought they made some great moves. I believe they have six, six picks in the first three rounds. I think five in the first two rounds. So they're going to add some talent here. Um, I give it a six. I put it as a six. I really do. I think Trevor Lawrence could going to come in and be good right away. They've got some good talent, good running backs, some good receivers. They might even draft another receiver. Um, yeah, I think they're going to win seven games. And obviously, that's not saying the playoff. You go seven and ten, you're probably not making the playoffs. They probably have to get to nine or ten, which is possible as well. But we're not going to get into discussions until teams are f- filled out. Um, but, yeah, I would give it a six that they can do it. I think Trevor Lawrence is that good. I definitely think they could win seven or more games. Would it be best interest? Maybe not. Maybe you go win three or four, and then you get another top draft pick, go draft them a tackle, you know, or a good, really good defense player. But, yeah, I think seven wins is very doable, so I'm going to give it a six. Patriots will make the playoffs. So, I you've got 17. I'm trying to think. So, you got Chiefs are going to win the division. Ravens will win their division. I think the Colts are going to win – this is this is just me going off the top of my head. I think Colts outdo the Titans this year. And who's yet? Then the Bills. I think the Bills will still win their division over the Patriots. So then the Wild Cards. Patriots. I mean, really, you could go the entire AFC West. Um. Obviously Steelers and Browns. Dolphins are gonna be good. I'm gonna give it a five. Because their quarterback is Cam Newton. If they could have went out and got a Carson Wentz, a Matt Stafford or a Matt Ryan, this would probably be an eight or nine, I'd honestly consider them winning the division. But I'm gonna go five because how deep the AFC is. And that's tough because I really think they could do it. But I'm gonna go five. Which I think is fair if you're examining teams that are gonna be, you know, in the AFC, not name the Chiefs, the Ravens. The Chiefs and the Ravens, I feel are the only two teams I think that'll they're definitely going to win. And the Bills. Those three teams are definitely going to win their division, I feel. I think the Ravens are going to be really good this year. The Bills are going to be good. They're running back away. Chiefs are going to be obviously still very good. So, you know, outside of those three, and then you could throw in maybe the Browns will contend for the division. Those four teams, I'd really say everyone else is like jumbled in, so you can't really put, be too confident. So I'm going to go five. Cowboys will win the NFC East. Okay, so I think the NFC is going to be very bad this year. I think the Cowboys could honestly go 8-9, 9-8, and, nine, nine and, and win the division. I'm not going to lie. 9-8 and eight will win the division. I think they'll be better than that. But I'm going to go 8. Uh, first off, I don't trust Daniel Jones or Jalen Hurts to go out there and win 9-10 games and win the division. I don't trust Ryan Fitzmagic to not throw a ton of interceptions and cost them the division. So I'm going to go 8. I think the Cowboys will win the NFC. I think the Cowboys will win 10 or 11 games. Ten games. I'm going to say Cowboys go 10-7 and seven as of right now, and they're going to win the division by 3 games. I don't think you have, I think you only have one team in that division that has a winning record. I think maybe the Redskins could get to 8 9, 7 10. Giants and Eagles aren't going to be good. Giants are trying to make people think they're going to be good with all these acquisitions and stuff, but I don't think so. I think the Giants win six and the Eagles probably win four or five. Cowboys, I get an eight on my confidence level. So there's confidence level. Let's get into some NBA headlines. Um, Nets runaway favorites in the East. I wouldn't say runaway. They're definitely the favorites, but runaway is tough because like I said, they yeah, you have all this talent offensively. They're giving up a lot of points, though. And I think there's gonna be there's I think the Sixers and then and the Heat can really defend. So they're gonna make it to where, you know, I think if the Sixers or Heat could score 115, they could win games. Because I don't think the Nets can be good defensively. They're, or they're not good defensively. And I think the Sixers and Heat can match up very well with them defensively to guard. But I do think they're definitely the favorites. Not the runaway, though. Uh, some NBA scouts say Davion Mitchell is getting overhyped because of March Madness. So I saw a lot. Of, I even had him at 11 in my mock draft. That's not secure. That maybe was a little overhyped by me seeing what he did in March Madness. This isn't my for sure mock draft, though. How, you know how far away the draft is? Just doing a little what right now. I got to go through players still. I do kind of agree. I think he did get overhyped by the March Madness. Not saying he's not a good player, but maybe he's not a lottery pick. Like I said, and like a lot of people are saying. Maybe he is getting overhyped because of what he did in March Madness. I think that's fair. I think that's definitely fair. Cade, for sure, the number one. Yes. It's not close. I, to me, it's it's the gap is as big as it was with LaMelo last year. I, well, LaMelo's gap was definitely bigger, in my opinion, last year. because you do. I do think there are four or five players also in this draft that could be superstars. But all time great, I think there's only I think Cade's the guy. Cade's the guy. If you label this guy could be an all time great, I don't see that in everybody else. If you don't draft Cade, I think it's gonna be the same thing people are talking about after Lamelo had his great start to the season. Like why wasn't this kid pick number one? People are gonna do that with Cade Cunningham. He should go one. Uh, Wolves uh, could be shopping Cat and Delo this offseason looking for total rebuild. I agree. Again, doesn't work. Boston. Boston's a little, you know, they're still in contention in the playoffs and stuff. Wolves are not good. Blow it up. You could definitely get a lot for Cat. Probably not as much for D'Lo. He's kind of outdated in my opinion. But I definitely think you could get a haul for Cat from a team that's looking to contend and trying to get a, a guy in there. You know, maybe a third superstar. Or even maybe the, the Mavericks. They could be looking if they want to. You, you throw Chris and two or three first round picks in for Cat. There you go. But, yeah, a good idea. I think they should shop them. Which West team has the best shot at taking the Lakers down? It's still the Clippers, and I don't think they have a good shot, but they definitely have the best shot, in my opinion. The Nuggets don't match up well with the Lakers. The Suns a little bit, but I would say the Suns would be second, and then I don't think the Jazz. I think the Jazz, the Lakers would sweep the Jazz, if not five. If five, probably sweep. But I'd still go with the Clippers. I would still just go the Clippers, in my opinion. Now adding Rondo, too, good championship pedigree. Yeah, I'd go the Clippers. Should CP3 be in contention for MVP? Absolutely. What CP3's done this year is unbelievable, actually. Um, Completely came in and turned this franchise around. They have an identity. Um, Yeah, I really like, you know what CP3 has came in there and done, helped Devin Booker so much. They're so good. And it would have shocked me if the Suns beat the Clippers in round two and got to the conference finals. Absolutely not, because Chris Paul's that damn good. The Suns are the Suns are going to be on top. They're going to be good next year as well. Chris Paul back. I think Chris Paul can still have one more good year. And then when Chris Paul becomes, in my opinion, when Chris Paul's cap is off and he's off your team, you could now attract a younger point guard to come in and say, damn, they just need a really good point guard and look where they're at. I love what the Suns are doing. He should be. So here's my top 5 MVP rankings right now. Number 1 Nicole Jokic for the Nuggets, easily. Some of the other guys have been inconsistent this year. He's been the guy. He's consistent. He's averaging 27, 12 and 8. Come on. He's the MVP right now. Dame Lillard too. Dame Lillard has to be in that consideration because Portland, you know, losing CJ McCollum and, you know, uh, Nurkic for that long, most teams wouldn't be in the 6, almost to the 5-4 with losing their second and third best players. Dame's kept them afloat. They're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Clippers might have to play Portland. That's a tough out. I don't think Portland can beat them, but I think Portland can definitely win two games on them. Dame's second. Three, Joel Embiid still for me. I know he missed some time, and that's why he won't be able to win it. He's still up there, though. He is still, you know, he's unbelievable season. Uh, getting back into form now. Embiid's got to be 3 And M4, we just talked about him. Chris Paul, leader. Yeah, you can look at the stats and say, really? MVP? Well, Steve Nash averaged like 15 and 12 won the MVP. He's averaging 18 and 11. And he's completely flipped a team around that only missed playoffs by a game. Um, but, and then turned them into a two seed. So, okay, yeah, Chris Paul. James Harden, reason why he won't win it is because the start of the season took it off, didn't play. So he won't win it, but he's got to be up there in the top five. He's got to be three to five. So I have him at five right now. Unbelievable season by Harden. Has a chance to win his first NBA title. Contenders or pretenders? Three teams from the East, three teams from the West. we will get to the West. Utah Jazz. Yes, I'm calling the one seed a pretender. I do not believe they can do it in the playoffs. They have yet to prove that to me. They can. They can shut me up because I've been, I've been down on Utah all year. No matter how good they played, I don't care. I don't care in the regular season. It doesn't matter. The Lakers are going to be a five seed and be the favorites to come out of the West. Lakers are going to be a 4 or a 5 and be the favorites to come out of the West. I don't care what Utah does in the regular season. doesn't matter to me. I, don't, I think they're pretenders. Denver Nuggets, contenders. They proved it to me last year. They are definitely contenders. Sucks they might have a first-round exit because they got to play the Lakers in round one, potentially. But they are still contenders. I believe they're one of the teams that can get the Lakers a run for their money as well. Win a game or two. Maybe even get it to seven games in round one. They are contenders. They beat the Clippers last year. Down 3-1. They beat the Jazz last year for being down 3-1. They're definitely contenders. Portland. (laughs) I wish Portland and Utah could play. I really would put money on Portland to win that series. I trust Dame and CJ over Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Is there something in the middle? Or? Contenders or pretenders? Can I just put them in the or? A little bit of both? If we're going to choose one, I'm going to say pretenders. Because I don't think they could beat the Nuggets, Lakers, Clippers, or Suns. So I'm going to say pretenders. That's tough, though. I hate putting Dame in the pretenders. But I'm going to say Portland's pretenders. Uh, Miami Heat, definitely contenders. Oladipo trade was huge. Don't know about the injury. Forgot to look that up. Hopefully he's okay. They're going to be a tough out for everybody because how hard they play defensively. Jimmy Butler's a bona fide superstar. So he is a superstar now. We saw that after that run last year. He's a superstar. Contenders. Boston Celtics, pretenders. No identity. D-Wade said it best. No identity. I just don't think Tatum and Brown works together. I don't think this team gels right. Pretenders. New York Knicks. Love the Knicks. Love what they're doing this year, even though they're kind of falling back a little bit now to reality. Pretenders. No superstar. They'll be on the hunt for one this offseason. Be ready. A team that you could, you know, you could see trading for a Carl Anthony Towns, a Bradley Beal, probably not Zach Levine now because they got Vucevic there. They're going to be on the move. Kawhi Leonard could be a free agent. Clippers fall into it. You know, Clippers have utter disaster happen. There you go. But pretenders right now. Overreaction or not. Lakers being a four or a five seed will hurt them. Just talk about this. It won't hurt them because it doesn't matter when you have the best player and the best team in the NBA. It will not hurt them. They'll be fine. Maybe tougher to win some series. Sure, but that's okay too. That'll be better for when they play the Nets. They won't play... You know, they'll play tougher teams than before. Then then you get to the Nets, you've already had the competition. Mac Jones, so that is a overreaction. Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Can we find another word that's harsher than overreaction? Massive overreaction. Come on. That's a massive overreaction. Mbappe is the world's best soccer player right now. Not an overreaction. He is. I think Mbappe has taken the reins. He is the world's best soccer player. I'm, you know, I usually, you know, obviously Liverpool's still in it. Looks like they may get bounced, but I'm rooting for PSG. I'm rooting for him to go get them a Champions League title. If the Cowboys and Raiders miss the playoffs, they will fire their head coaches. Raiders, I wouldn't say it's an overreaction, and it's not an overreaction. I'm going to go not an overreaction on either, actually, on both. If the Raiders have a really bad year and don't make the playoffs, I could see them firing Gruden. And if the Cowboys have a really shitty year and miss the playoffs, I could see them firing McCarthy. So not an overreaction. The Nets have assembled the best big three ever. Overreaction. Probably the most talented offensive big three ever. Warriors' big three was better with KD, in my honest opinion. Jordan's big three was better. Um, you got to prove it still. Even though I would put even LeBron's Miami big three over them because you've got to prove it still. They haven't done anything. So overreaction massively. Buccaneers will repeat easily. Overreaction on easily. I think the, uh, their division got weaker, but the Rams also got better. The Niners could be better depending on who's playing quarterback. The Cardinals are going to be better. Seattle's going to be there. Green Bay. I think Minnesota's going to be better. Dallas is going to be better. I don't think they'll win it easily. And the AFC is good. So no, I'm not going to say easy. That's an overreaction to say easily. Soccer headlines. Could tomorrow be Messi's last El Clasico? God, I I mean, it'd be weird to see him play for somebody else, right? But uh, I do think it will be. I think he leaves after this season. I think he's going to find somewhere else to play. I think he just wants to do something different. Uh, I think, you know, he's he's butted heads for the last couple of years with management over at Barcelona, so I think this will be his last season. PSG takes leg one at Bayern 3-2. They get three away goals, which is nice. It's very nice. Um, Mbappe scores 2 Neymar had a beautiful assist Yeah, great win for PSG To start it off Chelsea beats Porto 2-0 in leg 1 Chelsea got the easiest matchup for sure They're going to probably advance Uh, Liverpool remains inconsistent Loses 3-1 to Real Madrid in leg 1 Terrible round 1 I couldn't even believe that we mustered up A freaking goal in that game I can't even believe that we got a goal It should have been 3-0 If not more we should be blessed that it's 3-1, and then we have a chance, you know, go get two to tie this thing up and then three to win it. Good night, though. It was a terrible performance. After coming off a nice performance against Arsenal, it's like, okay, maybe they're finding some form. when they come back and look like dog shit. Man City escapes with a 2-1 win and leg one over Dortmund. Man, that foul they called. So the keeper came out to get the ball. The guy kicks the ball. And the keeper flops to the ground. They gave. They call it a foul. It should have been 2-2. Man City-Dorman should have been 2-2. Dorman looked good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, leg two should be very interesting. Uh, PSG has an offer from Juventus for a D- uh, Dybala-Icardi swap. I mean, I think that's a good move for both teams. I think Dybala is, you know, he's kind of... In my opinion, he's suffered under Ronaldo. I think it'd be good to go out, play next to Mbappe. They like to play, you know, two strikers up top at times anyway, so... I think that's a good fit for him. Mbappe has turned down numerous offers from PSG, even though they are in negotiations again right now. Madrid and Liverpool are the top two suitors. God, Liverpool, do anything? Send Bobby Firmino there and how much ever money it takes to get Mbappe. So we can have Mbappe, Salah, Sané up top. (laughs) That's a dream. That's a Liverpool dream. Uh, Liverpool plans to use buy option, the buy option for Ozan Kabak. Uh, these look very good, the center back. he's look very good skimming, young guy. Um, I'm glad they're going to plan to buy him, keep him around. Sucks we don't have Van Dijk and Gomez. That really hurt us, but it's good that uh, Kabak can come in and get some really good playing time this year. Uh, Jovic set to return to Real Madrid after the season. Hopefully he's ready this time. He wasn't ready last time when they bought him, so hopefully he's ready this time. We'll see. Champions League leg two predictions. Uh, PSG Bayern, I'm gonna go PSG advances. I really think they're gonna they're gonna their attack's gonna be still on point. I'm gonna say they get a couple more goals. I'm gonna say it's 2 2 and 2 2 in the second leg. PSG advances 5 4 on AG. Chelsea Porto, I expect another shutout from Chelsea. I'm gonna say another 2 0, 3 0 win. They'll advance. Liverpool Madrid. My heart wants to say 3 0 Liverpool when we come back and we get some Anfield magic. It's no fans though. It sucks. I I'm going to say Madrid's probably going to advance here. Maybe we'll get maybe it'll, I think it'll be like, well, I'm going to say 2-2 in leg 2 or something like that, 3-2 us but they advance. Uh Dortmund Man City Dortmund looked very good against Man City, I won't lie. I'm going to say Man City Man City squeaks by like a 1-1 draw in leg 2 and they advance. So just getting some quick hitters, other news around the globe. DMX is dead at 50 after apparent drug overdose. RIP, it's sad. Uh, I know they said that he was in a vegetative state, so, uh, you know, rough. But, uh, yeah, so DMX has passed. Uh, Michael Rapport, everyone knows about the Rapport uh, Katie drama going on. Um, Rapport went on skipping Shannon undisputed to talk about it. It was one of the most pathetic, embarrassing things I've ever seen in my life. He was crying, saying how his life's changed. Well, dude, yeah. What did K- what Katie said was messed up? What you think was gonna happen though when he rele- when you released those DMs? People are gonna say, "Wow, you're a pussy for releasing DMs like that." I mean, come on, it was embarrassing though that he was crying on national television. Oh, embarrassing! He said, "I can't go to my coffee shop, local restaurants. How oh, people are taunting me on the streets." You're a troll on social media. That's what you do. Come on, dude. Can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen. As crime soars, Democratic-run cities hire park rangers over actual police officers. This was funny. This was maybe the most democratic thing I've one of the most democratic things I've ever seen. They are hiring park rangers to protect the city over the actual police officers. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Again, one of the most democratic things I've seen. Uh, Trump issued a statement on the death of Prince Philip, R.I.P. Prince Philip calls it an irreplaceable loss. You know, tough. Uh, again, R.I.P. Prince Philip. Beautiful statement by Trump. You can go check it out in Fox News. Uh, Former Florida State standout and NFL player Travis Rudolph charged with first-degree murder. So it sounds like what I read. Got into a heated argument with his girlfriend. Got physical. He went back inside, grabbed a gun, started shooting at a car, I believe. Killed one. Injured one. So he's got first-degree murder charge and a... Uh... He's got another charge. He's got a couple more charges, gun charges, stuff like that. Attempted first degree murder as well. So hey, he looks like he's in some trouble. He said it was self-defense. Well, doesn't sound like it, but we don't know the news. Uh, Charles Barkley was spitting straight facts about politicians. He said, and I quote, he said, There's no doubt in my mind that most black and white people are good people. They just politicians and these media people pick out the bad ones and make it seem bigger than it is because they're trying to divide the people, raise money, conquer that. They're trying because when there's pandemonium he says when there's pandemonium going on like this, they people will look at the government to help them and that's what the government wants. They want to help you. Right? They want to help you, not help, but they want to help you. He says people on both sides and I agree completely. Republicans also Democrats both sides are corrupt. For sure, there's corruption on both sides. There definitely is, no doubt. Um, he was spitting facts, though. Most people in this country are good people. That is facts. But you guys let the media point out the bad, the few bad apples, and you and they let, they run with it, and you run with them. Charles Barkley usually don't like his uh, opinions. That was straight on facts. By Chuck. Respect, Chuck. All right, last segment, NFL. Got some, a lot of headlines. We're going to get into top five coaches on the hot seat. And we're going to get into my top five best players in, each, in the draft at each position, offense edition. So Russell Wilson has now told teammates he will for sure be here this coming season. Brandon Marshall on Fox also said that everything is resolved between Russell and Seattle. There could be a long-time deal coming soon for Russ. So good news for Seattle fans. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald expected to retire before the season. What an all-time great! One of the best wide receivers to ever do it. Um, what a guy, staying in Arizona for his entire career. Didn't want to go anywhere else for bigger money when he could have. I love that. Love Larry Fitz. Congrats. Seahawks extend Lockett four years, sixty-nine million with thirty-seven million guaranteed. Congrats to the K-State uh, alum. Tyler Lockett on a big-time deal to stay playing, and Russell Wilson's got to like that as well. Uh, Seahawks are a dark horse San Antonio Brown. This would be good. I'd like this. You get a nice three-headed monster receiver, DK Lockett, AB. Dark horse, we'll see. He wants to remain in Tampa, but we're going to see if Tampa budges on the salary. Uh, Burrow pushing for the Bengals to draft Jamar Chase. Is he thinking too much with his heart? Yes, he is. Get some protection. They got good receivers. The only guy I would think maybe draft is Pitts because he's that damn good and versatile. I would draft the tackle Sewell though. You got to draft the tackle and protect Joey B. Watson up to twenty-two lawsuits for sexual harassment. Now it's going to start hitting court. Going to get into this and see what it's about. If it's real, if it's not, we'll see what happens. Uh, whichever way it goes, I just you know if, if Watson's that big of a piece of shit, hopefully he's in you know he gets in big trouble. If these girls are lying, hopefully they get in big trouble. But I'm not here to I'm not here to judge anything until, you know, it plays out. Uh Jets trade uh Sam Darnold to the Panthers for a second, fourth, and a sixth. Panthers have gave Bridgewater the privilege to find a new team. So I was thinking about where could Bridgewater go? You know, obviously you got the maybe Washington. I doubt it though. Uh Denver is a possibility. Um maybe, maybe the Patriots. I'm um, trying to think. Well, let's look, some, let look something up here. So, okay, NFL. So, let's go through the teams here. Seahawks, no. Rams, no. Cardinals, no. Maybe the Niners? Saints, probably not. Bucks, no. Panthers, obviously not. Falcons, no. Not going to turn to a division. Washington, New York, Dallas, Philly, probably not. Maybe the Bears? Um, not Detroit, not Green Bay, not Minnesota, not the Titans, not the Colts. Maybe the Texans, not the Jaguars, not the Bills, not the Dolphins, possibly the Patriots, probably not the Jets, no Steelers, no Ravens, no Browns, no Bengals, no Chiefs, no Raiders. Denver. I feel like Denver would be the best option here if, unless they draft a the quarterback. But if Denver doesn't draft the quarterback, I feel like Bridgewater would be that'd be a good landing spot for Teddy B. Would be Denver. A lot of weapons. Um, Adam Schefter says the 49ers will most likely pick Mac Jones and keep Jimmy G though. So I'm guessing they're going to let Jimmy G play. If he plays well, have Mac sit behind him this year. If he doesn't play well, Mac Jones will come in for him, I guess. I, t- I just think Mac Jones, that's a terrible pick. I think he's the fifth best quarterback. And we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, Falcons are open to moving out of four. Who could trade up? Uh, you could see if one of those teams, one of team really wants a quarterback. If the Broncos really want a quarterback, maybe they move up from nine to four. Maybe the Patriots, um, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, maybe they're just going to have to stay there though. Maybe no one's going to want to trade up for, to get into that spot. Cause maybe the, the quarterbacks they want, they know are gone. We'll be gone. Uh, lions are also open to moving out of seven. That could be like, let's say quarterbacks, let's say it goes Lawrence Wilson Jones, which is what most people think. Then a team that really wants fields, if field starts going past five, six, somebody jumps right into seven to get fields. What to make of Fields' work ethic. So people are, you know, bad-mouthing his work ethic. This, to me, is somebody spreading news hoping he falls in the draft. No doubt. is exactly what I think. I've never heard this about him. No one's ever said this about him. All they said is he's the first one there, last one to leave, works hard in the weight room, works hard in practice, works hard in drills. It has to be somebody just bullshit. All right, so top five coaches on the hot seat heading into next season. My number one is definitely Matt Nagy. I was surprised he wasn't fired after this year. I know they snuck into the playoffs, but still, come on. I was shocked. Uh, I'm going to go Mike Zimmer at number two. Um, You know, they have another down year like last year. I could see them moving off of Zimmer for sure. Um, I like him, but I I actually still think the Vikings are going to rebound and make the playoffs, though. But if they don't, he's definitely up there on the hot seat. Gruden, hot seat. Got to start winning at some point, get to the playoffs, you know. You've had a shit ton of draft picks. Got to get to the playoffs at some point. Mike Tomlin, you know. Maybe if uh, they have a really bad year, this could be Big Ben's last season. Maybe you just restart totally, Mike Tomlin's out. And then Mike McCarthy. Only reason I have McCarthy at five is because Jerry Jones hates firing coaches. He wants to have coaches there for a long time. So if Mike McCarthy can somehow get you know, he gets a wild card even, I think he'll be fine. But if he doesn't make the playoffs, things could get interesting. So my top five best players in each draft position or in the draft at each position, offense addition. Quarterbacks, number one, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. Number two is Justin Fields, and it's a huge gap between two and three for me. You're going off all hope that Wilson has the Rodgers and Mahomes and Stafford arm talent. He's three, though. Then you got Trey Lance, four, Mac Jones, five. I, I just don't see I know people are like, you know, Mac Jones. Wait, you got to understand, though. He's gonna he could possibly go to a team that doesn't have the receivers Alabama had. He was thrown to a lot of open receivers. Not a lot of tough balls he had to throw, in my opinion. So yeah, Mac Jones five running backs. Number one, Najee Harris from Alabama. Absolute animal. He's definitely, in my opinion, the best running back in this draft. Uh, second running back that I think should be off the board. That may not be, though, because I think the third guy, a lot of people see more potential in. But I have ETN as the second best running back in this uh in this draft and then at three Javante Williams from North Carolina a lot of people maybe say he is the most upside at running back in this draft I would agree this kid could be a stud he could be a stud and then the other running back in North Carolina Michael Carter also he'd be at my number four another stud and then a guy that kind of broke out later on the year Trey Sermon from Ohio State a lot of potential there as well big bat can move I I like Trey Sermon wide receiver Top three is fairly easy, in my opinion. It should be. I don't know. Maybe some people Maybe people haven't rearranged. I got Chase one, Smith two, Waddle three. You know, And then I think uh, four, pretty much everybody thinks Rashad Bateman's at four. Five's a little more for guys. You can see Rondell Moore, Kadarius Toney. I have Terrace Marshall from LSU. I think he has superstar written all over him. I like him a lot. Uh, tight ends. Obviously, number one's Kyle Pitts. If you threw Kyle Pitts... Also with the wide receivers, he would be number one. That's how good Kyle Pitts is. Two, Pat Friermuth from Penn State. Really good, solid tight end. I think he's going to be a good pro. Number three, though, is a guy I think that has the more potential than Friermuth because of just ultra-athleticism and speed at the position. Brevin Jordan from Miami. This kid could be very, very good. He's going to help some team out, in my opinion. He's going to be very good. Don't know too much about the rest of the tight ends right now. Just looked up, you know... Four or five guys that could be in this position. I like Hunter Long from Boston College and Tommy Trimble from Notre Dame. Four or five. At tackle, easy number one is Panay Sewell. Um, I think he just has, you know, possibly maybe the best tackle in football for 10 years. You know, I think in 10 to 15 years, I think he's going to be that good. Two, Rashawn Slater. People are wondering, will he be able to play left tackle, though, with the short arms? Maybe he has to play right tackle, even right guard. But he is a tackle, nonetheless. So he's definitely number two. Big guy. I like him a lot. Christian Dershaw, uh from Virginia Tech would be my number three. Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, my number four. And Alex Leatherwood, the national champion from Alabama, at five. Interior O-lineman. Uh, I still have Wyatt Davis as my number one. People have they've, uh, He's been dropped quite a bit, though, in mock drafts and rankings. I still like him just from what I've seen on film between these guys I like Wyatt Davis my number one Aliyah Vera Tucker who is most everybody's number one now um from USC like him a lot I just think Davis is better and then most people have Davis down to three and Landon Dickerson from Alabama at number two I have Dickerson at three he's a stud too though four Creed Humphrey center from Oklahoma can play guard though as well I like Creed a lot. I think he's me a good pro for a while. Five was tough because I feel like after the top four, guards really drops off. I went Trey Smith from Tennessee though at number Um at number five. So yeah, not too many breaking news going on in combat sports. Like I said, I'd only drop some Combat Sports if it was breaking news. Obviously Demetrius Johnson was knocked out though. That is some breaking news, I guess. He was knocked out last was it? He was knocked out Wednesday. Knocked out. By Marais in round two, said he's going to come back. We'd love a rematch. We'll see what happens. Um, so Connor and Dustin is a done deal. Pretty sure Connor now is receiving the contract, be pen to paper, and they will UFC will announce that this coming week. Connor Dustin three UFC two sixty four July tenth. All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back Tuesday with the Ultimate Combat Sports Podcast. Peace guys.